Okay, welcome to welcome to Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network. Tonight, Shia prophetic vision in the twenty uh, in the twenty first century. The message of Naveen Rishon. The story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Hanavi, um, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sends many messages for our time. Of course, the shir is dedicated. Why am I drawing a blank? Moshe, you fought Rabat. Yerach Mio Yerach Mio Ben Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yerach Mio Ben Aramayer. Neshama Shav and Aliyah. Okay. All right. Um, I thought it was interesting last week. Uh, we saw some, like, um, uh, not, not vigilante. It's not the right word. But we saw some. Uh, David Amelech was so I mentioned this last week. The David Amelech was really setting up the country for him to 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 to, to take over. In other words, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like he was doing the dirty work beforehand, so so he can get. So when he walks in, he you know he walks in like the hero, um, even though even though in reality he is the hero uh, because of, of some of his uh, behavior. Uh, and some of the things that he accomplished, uh, and, and you know, I've said this many times, that besides the spiritual contribution to the co- continuity of the Jewish people, say for Till and, and, and other things, David Amela uh, really secured the land. David Amela really, really, it took from the time of Yeshua until David Amela, till, 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 honestly, the Jewish people were able to look and, and, and feel secure. Yes, there was some wars. We'll talk about the war with, you know, obviously when they captured Yushalayim and Uria and, and those those things later, later on. But overall, the, 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 the first time that the Jewish people will feel a sense of security will be under David Amel. The Gemara goes as far as say that some of those extended lands have halachos of Eretz Yisrael. And there's a discussion about the obligation of Truma and Meiser, right, giving gifts to the Kohanim and Levim from, from, from crops that grow in those lands, which one calls Aram Tsova. Uh, and so this is interesting. So it, it was an extension of the borders uh, of Eretz Yisrael. And David Amel understood, and, 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 and perhaps, uh, and I, I feel this strongly, that he had the sense of that, that you know, Misha, Misha, Torah Erev Shabbos, Yochol Shabbos. The Gemara says that a person prepares properly on Erev Shabbos, then then you then you, you have the right to eat on Shabbos, right? So there's a lot of a uh, lot of discussion exactly what does that mean? Does that mean literally that you know if you if you if you, if you cook your food for Shabbos you can eat on Shabbos, or maybe it means Olamazeh and Olamaba that if I that if I properly prepare myself in Olamazeh I'll be ready for Olamaba. But but David Amela took this Misha Torah of Shabbos because remember he's Erev Malucha he he is at the beginnings of being the king, and and he takes this position that if I could start to clear away the land now. Then, then, um, then things are good. Then, when I actually become the king, the job will become a lot easier, and we could focus on the well-being of the Jewish people. And I think that's an important idea. Um, you know, we we, we did finish Chavzayin. A short paragraph, only a uh, twelve sukim. But I wanted to just mention 
you know, it says Vayal David Van Ashav, Kabbal 178 or 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 Pus of Chet in um in the last paragraph of Chavzayin, Vayifshetu El Gesure Grizi Vamalaki Kehima Yoshvos Aretz Hashem Elam Vo'achah Shorat Eretz Yisrael Vikad David Es Aretz Veloyich Yisu Isha. Right, it says that remember, remember, David was under the domain of Achish Melch pushed him and Melchus, and, and and so what he did was, uh, yeah, again, I pointed out last week, everything's in, always in Gaza, right? <laughs> it hasn't changed in thousands of years. Um, but uh, anyway, but the idea was he 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 cleared out the place and didn't leave any witnesses because he didn't want it to get back to Achish that David is going behind the scenes and, and is. Is uh, you know capturing the land behind him. You know, it's real, literally, literally behind enemy lines, like like he's capturing from behind from behind uh, uh, en- enemy lines. Uh, and, and 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 he, what was amazing was that he was he sold himself in the last pasuk of the parak. He has really come to abhor his people Israel. Um, Right, that, that he actually believed that David Amela, because of his experience with Shaul, had turned against the Jewish people. And August felt that, that David was really going to be, uh, David was really going to be the his servant uh, and going to look out for his well, well, well being. Right, if you look at, um, uh, Right, and so now this parak so says this chapter sets the stage for a faithful event that would bring the end of Shaul's reign and the beginning of the era of David. It begins with a new Philistine assault, which posed a dilemma for both David and Shaul. So, so and he writes in the introduction here: so thoroughly had David convinced Achish of both his loyalty to the Philistines and his animosity towards his erstwhile countrymen that Achish over David a high position in the planned invasion. Of of Israel, right? I, I mentioned that's uh, Eli Cohen, right? The in, from in Syria. That was his name, Eli Cohen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's really it's a story, <laughs> but 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 it was even better than Eli Cohen because this, this was open and, and obvious. <laughs> like 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 Alkis uh, was convinced that Dovid Mel was going to fight for him. That was amazing. If you if you if you think about that. That that is really amazing. <laughs> that that the David was able to get to get that 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 much in. But at the same time, what the scary part of it is, is that you know when you push people away, you know, um, um, you know, the, um, there's there's a terrible article that's coming out in tomorrow's New York Times about education in the uh, Hasidic community. Um, the uh, you know the, this organization Yafet who uh, you know Kadosh Baruch Hu does not smile uh, kindly upon them uh, you know uh, you know when when you turn when you turn to hate against your people it's a very very dangerous thing Achish now David of course was did not David was 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 a faker um, and he did that to gain the the, the uh, you know the the, the trust of, of Achish. But but it is a very dangerous thing if you push away enough and you push away enough that that people uh, people turn against you. And if you look at some of the anti-religious sentiment in in Eretz Yisrael, it's 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 really bad sometimes. Uh, and I'm not saying that we are not uh, innocent 
I'm not, I'm, we, we are certainly not innocent on uh, some of some of that. But at the same time, sometimes it's, uh, you know, if you look at uh, Lieberman and some of his, uh, by the way, Lieberman, well, from what I understand, Lieberman's grandchildren, which is, uh, which is the ultimate, uh, which is hysterical, personally. But, but uh, you know, some of the things he said about the from people is just disgraceful for someone who's that high in an Israeli government. Uh, you know, so, so it goes, you know, it goes to extremes. And, and, you know, I don't have to like everything that people do. But you know, but you, but but you have to see it good in people, and you know that's a that's a era of Rosh Hashanah message that, that that I could disagree with you, but I I could still should I still should be able I still should be able to have um, to have coffee with with you, you know, without 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 hesitation. Uh, we could uh, you know we could have our arguments, and then we go on to the next conversation. Uh, you know, yeah, you know the expression. Uh, how about them Yanks, right? Right, you get into an argument, so you see it's going nowhere. How about them Yanks? Right, you know, so you know that's always the the response, and you know, so a lot of us are, are Baruch Hashem are, are are able are are able to do that. You know, I, I, my personal uh, my personal views in life in general, I'm a, I'm a pretty moderate. Uh, I mean, obviously, I have conservative leanings, but I, I'm moderate. I uh, I don't care if people want to be liberal. Can't be liberal in Yiddishkeit. I'm sorry, it does not work. Uh, but because uh, that, that's that that's the mistake where people draw the line. But I, but I can respect you for not having the same political views as me. Uh, I think it's a tragic mistake not to respect you for not having the same political views as me. Okay, and and, and there's a lot a lot of this is going on. A lot of this, uh, you know, it, it's turning to almost fascism, and on both sides, it's on both sides, and, and it's really really a, really a problem. And and you see, you know, you see that that Alchish really believed that David was so turned off by the Jewish people. Right, and, and of course we know he wasn't turned off by the Jewish people at all. It was, it was one person that was after him, um, and, and even that, even that, David had, had as we saw in, in the stories, that David had tremendous restraint. David was able, to, you know, he cut off the the gar- corner of the garment, and yeah, we'll discuss later that that, that was such a good idea, but um, but that's not for a long time. Uh, that's when we get to Malachim. Um, but um, uh, you, you know that that idea, but but at the same time. You know this. You know, you know. You know. Human. Human nature doesn't really change. You know. Uh, uh, oh, we have advanced technologically, but uh, human nature. You know, human people, human beings hardly, hardly ever change. And that idea that that we are, you know, that we 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 can't get along with people who 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 see things differently than us is, you know, really, really a a terrible uh, terrible idea. And and you know and oh, and, but but David. But David, to his advantage, was able to sell that idea to Achish and, and assume that that he's now come onto the he's you know we 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 turned him to the dark side and and now that he's on the dark side he's he's going to be with us uh, look at the, look at the lashon of the navi the that he's going to be an evid forever and that's really an amazing an amazing thing but uh, okay so let's see what happens so we're really we're coming to the end. Coming to the end of, of the story of Shaul, of Yonatan, we're going to get to Har Gilboa, uh, and uh, uh, we will not finish it tonight. <laughs> not finishing the saver tonight, but Mr. Sham, uh, in or end of October, we will, um, at the end of October, we will 
uh, early November, we'll, we, will, we will be dipping into Sefer Shmuel Bays. I don't, I don't really like calling it that, but uh, for practical purposes, that's what we'll call it. Um, and uh, we'll, and we will get and discuss the full reign of, of David Amel. That's coming. Now, so let's see what happens. By he, uh, again, it's Perech Lofchas, chapter 28. It's, uh, if you're in the art scroll, it's on page 178. Uh, see, see, one of the, what, what, one of, one of the things that hat that has not happened, what, what, one of the things that has not happened was that, that despite some of the victories, the defeat of Goliath uh, and, and, and and some uh, some of those things, David Amela has not uh, uh, Shaul and, and David has not been successful in able to put an end to the Plishtim. David eventually does, but I'm saying I'm saying, but they keep coming back. Like like there's there's victories, there's there's, there's low points, there's quiet, and then they keep coming back. They keep coming back. They keep uh, um, you know they 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 they, they re um, they um, they restock and they 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 re uh, you know they they rebuild and, and then they come back. You know it's interesting in um, in 1948, um, right after the War of the Independence. You know so how do all the Israeli wars end? The UN declares a ceasefire, right? Until <laughs> the end. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so it, it, in truth. In 1948, although Israel was really on the offensive and 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 the, the accomplishments of the War of Independence is off the scale, however, the truth is they needed the ceasefire because they were at, they were done also. They, they they needed time to restock. They needed time to buy weapons. They needed time to to rebuild the army. Uh, they were done also. So sometimes so sometimes you have these uh, these lows and it's not a bad thing because because you yourself the uh, you know in defense of yourself need to restock. And, and and I, I think that um, re, re on, you know, I, I think that that was what what was going on is that they defeated them. They they there, there was a you know a period of fear where where, where they were you know especially after the defeat of Goliath, there was a tremendous period of fear and they didn't want to attack. And then as they rearmed, then you know then they said, if you remember the story when when they captured the Navi, the war when when Ailey died. So remember, at first it says that they were scared, uh, and they and they you know they thought it's, the Aaron has come to the camp; it's all over. And they you know they they quoted uh, Paro and uh, you know all that. And then they said, "Wait a second, well, do we really want to just bow down to the Jewish people?" And then they, and then they fight, and we know the rest of the story. So you know, see, so, so you have a lot of that that you know tension that goes on. On the one hand, that we're down, but but on the other hand, you know, we're we're back up. Uh, I don't. I don't need to tell this group that that's exactly the story of of the period of time between World War One to World War Two. Um, the Germans, uh, who were, uh, you know, one one of the poorest uh, decisions in history, the Treaty of Versailles, and and the way it was carried out was really a awful uh, expression of, of of an attempt to create peace in the world. Um, but but eventually, you know, condition, especially when the depression uh, uh, came in, and there's a lot of you know, uh, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of this in now. Uh, you know, the economy is bad, and people are losing their jobs, and you know, and uh, you know, a lot of stuff is going on, and it looks bad, and that leads to all kinds of problems. Uh, and you know, and I, I think that the, you know, eventually, the Plishtim themselves that, that until until they're defeated once and for all, 
and completely destroyed and completely gone, then then you know that then th- that fear of them still existed. So I I, I think that's what's going to happen eventually, but not yet, right? So but it says It says that they um, they gathered their army um, in the camp of Israel. This is really amazing. <laughs> It's almost humorous. It's almost humorous. The, the king says to David, um, I know you're going to come and fight with us. Uh, of course. <laughs> it's, you, know, you have to laugh. Because <laughs> it's, ama- <laughs> it's amazing how, how you know, uh, how David Amel have sold this to him. It, it, it's really, really unbelievable. Um, and, and, and it's, it's, it's shocking. <laughs> That, that he was able to really, really sell himself to, to um, now. Therefore, you shall see, you know, what your servant will do. I will appoint you as my permanent bodyguard. <laughs> so we know where that's going. Um, so, so. So he, he really uh, invested in David Amel. Uh, I, I think it also speaks to David Amel's character. Uh, clear, clear, clearly, he was a personal guy, personable guy. I got someone who who really was charming, and, and because of that character trait that David Amel had, he was able to sell himself in this way. So yeah, it's, it's really a Ellie Cohn. Um, anyway. He's right up there. He's right in the center of the government. Right there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the I think Ellie Cohen was rose up to defense minister or something like that. Uh, he was he was like really up there. Yeah, and it's amazing. Anyway, so Novi again tells us Shmuel Mace, right? And Shmuel died. Vayispadu lo kol Yisrael. We we discussed this at great length. It says kol Yisrael, all the Jewish people mourn Shmuel. Okay, then the Navi tells us a strange comment. Shmuel dies, so we're going to discuss in a minute what, what, why it's necessary to repeat that. And then it says that Shaul, so one of the positive things that Shaul and Melech did was that he, that he got rid of all the, the witches, all the witchcrafts. Right now, 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 people ask me this all the time. Well, you know, what were they? Did they really have powers? And I think so. I mean, we know the Chartumim and the Tzrayim and the Torah. So, so the Torah says, "Oh, and yid oni." It was some some form of of magic where they where, where they heard voices. They, they they had a bone and they put it under their their armpit and they, and they talked from it. Now, now, where where now where is all this described? The seventh parak of of Sanhedrin. Where the Gemara describes all the all the Mises based in. And the Gemara says over there, the Gemara uh, you know, makes a clear halachic dis- uh, point that in order to be high in Misa for, for, for these kind of Averos, you have to do it in the way that it's that, that it was meant to be done. And the Gemara goes goes into descriptions of what is over and what is he doing. Uh, you know, again, the bone under the armpit, and, and then they heard voices from it, and different, different things. Shalom Elach. In, in, in a positive way, looking to, to create the high, high level of spirituality in the land. So he went on a campaign 
to rid the land of these people. Okay, so the question is, is, is what does that have to do with anything? And, and, and why is that mentioned here? So, so, so let's, let, let's, let's take a look at some of them first, and we'll see. So, so first of all, uh, on the simplest level, the, um, the Misudat David. Lefishel Shabalo Mar Be'inyan Shabikesh Shao Balaso so the Masudat David gives a very simple explanation. He says, because we're going to learn a story where Shaul goes to, ironically, and that's why it mentions it. The, the, the irony of the story is that Shaul is going to go to the witches and he's going to ask him to be to, to be in touch with the Neshama of Shmuel Hanabi. Now how that works, I do not know. We'll discuss. The Rambam says it wasn't really, it wasn't really a story. It was, it was it was a parable. It was, it was a marshal. It was a homiletical. Uh, okay, it's hard. It's hard for me to imagine. But, but, but uh, again, so the Masudat David says very simple. Shmuel, Shmuel, it says Shmuel was dead. Shaul knew this big battle was coming. Shaul knew that he, that his life was not for long, and and he wanted to know what was going to happen. So, so the Masudat David says Shmuel been alive. He would have gone to Shmuel, but now that he wasn't, so he went to these guys. Okay, it was a woman actually. As Shmuel was buried inside the city. Okay. Now Rashi says, Rashi says the same thing as the Mesudat David. He says that he would have asked Shmuel. Shmuel Right. It was almost like um, Shaul did something that was counterproductive to his own needs. Now, halakhically, he did the right thing. But but when he got he got rid of all these people, uh, maybe not 100%, and, and so those that were still had these uh, powers, quote-unquote, you know, the, witch, the, the witches of Salem. Um, so, you know, so they so they hid from him. So then, you know, and so then, uh, and he has to go, and he has to go search them out because he knows that because they knew that if he catches them, that you know they're going to be finished. Um, so, uh, so that um, so so that that that's a, a, an interesting point. Radak says, "Avapish siper misa so lamala siper gam gam kain hine neamaisa shosa shol shudar shval over yidoma." Right, so they're all in agreement with, with why why it mentions Oven Yidoni and why it mentions Shmuel's death at this point. Right, it says the Radak said was a bad thing that he did. So it says that uh, I was mentioned also a story by Noval that that Noval was having a party and yet Shmuel died. Uh, okay, that's that's a, that's not really our issue. Anyway, but but he says that uh, if you read the arts corner, he says this verse sets the stage for an ensuing episode. Had Shmuel been alive, Shaul would have gone for him for guidance, even though Shmuel had told him that he would lose his throne, and the events of the chapter would not have occurred. Shmuel had banished 
um, you know, Ove and Idoni, uh, 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 which are, are forms of magic that explicitly um, forbidden by the Torah. There was no need for Shmuel, Shmuel to banish them during Shmuel's lifetime because people directed their, their inquiries to the prophet. But with his death and the lack of a clear-cut successor, some people began using these forbidden means to inquire about the future. The Shoal decisively banished them from the country. The effectiveness of his ban can be seen in Pasuk Tet. We'll get to there. Uh, uh, Ovos brings up the spirit of the deceased and it nestles under his armpit, as I was telling you before, from which his voice is heard. A Yudoni places the bone of an animal in his mouth from which the voice emanates. The Rambam holds that these voices were not real, but were produced by deception. Most commentators, however, maintain that the practitioners of these ancient occult arts, like the magicians of Paro, with whom Moses contended, had the ability to communicate with the dead and engage in supernatural activities. So you have, so you, so you have real, like real witchcraft. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When the Torah says it's Osir, and then you then you have the description in the in the Gemara and Sanhedrin about, about what you know what what they were doing. See, yeah, it's hard for me to say that they weren't real. Right, I, I, you know, and, and the Ramam does take such a position, but it's it's very hard to understand that that position. Okay, so that's why he mentions the death of Shmuel. Okay, there's a little background. Now, Pasuk Dawid. The Plishtim gathered. So they gather in a place called Shunem. Like both Shaul. It's called Yisrael by Yachanobi Gilboa, right? Har, famous, the famous Har Gilboa, right? Um, so, so they, they camp in Har Gilboa. By Yarsha Olas Machane Plishtim. So Shaul saw the camp of the Plishtim. By Yura, by Yecharad Libomeod. It said when Shaul saw, uh, they, they had amassed a large army, it says he was scared and his heart, his heart was trembling greatly. So, so, you know, I think Shaul really had the sense that this is coming to an end, that, that you know, this is going to be his final campaign, and, and, and it's over here. And, and, I, and, and so, so it could be, it could be that, that that sense of fear was not just the fear of, of numbers, but as, as the coach in the Bible now, Shaul of, of, of old overwhelmed and terrified as well. But Sho had sinned and been chastised by Shmuel was broken and a frightened man. So the words of the Barbanel. So Sho had that sense about, about what was um, what was going down. Now, So it says that it says that it says that Shaul um, had had inquired to Hashem what's going to happen. So what does that mean? So so uh, and Gamba Chalamos, Gamba Urim, Gamba Nevi'im says that he went that he in a dream. I'm not, I'm not sure how that works. And I, I know how you ask Hashem in a dream, but he went to the Urim Betumim to the Kohen Gadol, and he went to the Nevi'im of the times, right? And it says that below Anu. Uh, so so he wrote Salomer. So the Masudat David says, Banavim, Urim Vitumim. He went to the Nevi'im, and he went to the Kohen Gadol, Uviyodim She'elas Chol, and those who were able to interpret dreams. Velo Anu, the Chol Masha Shaul, whatever he asked, Gamba Chalomos, Gamba Urim, Shaul Rim Ayuim Ev Yasar, Shalachim David, 
The Urim Betumim was with Ev Yasar, was Ev Shaloma. Sheshalach Elav Anashim Lishobo. So Mr. David says that he, he might have sent people to uh, inquire with the Urim Betumim, even though it was with David. Right. So, Interesting. Radak says that if you, if you look in Dibre Ayomim, it, it says he didn't ask Hashem. So the Radak explains that that, that Pusik, when it says he didn't ask, it says here he did ask, and there it says he didn't ask. So the Radak says that because he went to the witchcraft, so so it was if he didn't ask in Hashem. And when it says, and when it says, and he asked Hashem, Right, he went to the people who interpret dreams. So he says the fact that the Urim Tumim was with David, so he sent messengers to find out. Right, so he went and he asked, and he asked um, um, the, the students of Shmuel Hanavi. There were other Nevi'im at the time, Nasan and God, and uh, and those were right, the God of Tachan, by Yom David El God, right? So that, that that's God Hanavi. There was Nasan Hanavi, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't come into fruition yet, but, but, but these people did exist. So so he had he had the opportunity uh, and, and he went to the uh, to the to these uh, witchcraft we're gonna see right now. He was a, a broken man. It really, it really was. Shaul tried by every means he knew to receive God's guidance. I'm reading the article note six. But God had rejected him and ignored his, his inquiries. The Urim Atumim would not answer him because he was ordered the execution of the Kohanim of Nob. That was Midah, Keneged Midah, measure for measure. Although the Urim Betumim was in possession of Ebi Yassar, was a member of David's camp, maybe the Charles sent me uh, me messengers to David and Ebi Yassar to inquire. Although our verse states explicitly that Shaul did not inquire of Hashem, his Kedem is one who, who did not seek out Hashem, because he later re re recourse to the Ovi Yidonim, showed that in all means of inquiry were, were of equal validity. Meaning, meaning that his inquiry of the Urim Betumim lacked real substance. One who recognizes the paramount status of direct message from Hashem would not have gone to the Nekram Mincers, right? So Abarbanel notes that here Shaul is said to have inquired, but in Chronicles he is faulted for not seeking out God. The difference in terminology indicates where he fell short. Shaul did, did inquire, but if, if God does not answer, one must seek him out by repenting and attempting to make oneself deserving of of the mercy of that Shaul did not do. Okay. Now, well, the problem we have, and this is a very serious problem. Shaul himself knew there was an Isidoraisin, Chimisa, to do all that you done. That's why he went and got rid of them. So how, how how did it happen that he went to them? That's a very serious question. I have to think about that question. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. But I'm saying, ha, 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 
how could it be? He he himself knew how wrong it was. So, you know, obviously the simple answer is desperate times calls for desperate measures. Yeah, but I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that for someone who was what we spoke about a long time ago was as righteous as he was. We, 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 right? Remember the Novi called him Shikmovamalakovish, head and shoulders above everybody else. Meaning he was a, a leader in every sense. So how could he have fallen to that to that low of a level? So I don't I don't buy the the uh, de, you know the, the desperate acts uh, you know desperate times call for def, de, desperate measures. Could be an answer. I'm not saying it's not an answer, but I, I'm saying I don't buy it. So Vayama Shalabada. So here we go. Bikshuli Ashes Balas Oh. Go find a woman, right? Shaul said, get on a plane and go to Salem and find me a witch. Okay? leha, and I'll go to her, Vedrashaba, and I will, you know, make I will request uh with, with her. Right? Inquire through her. So there was a place called Endor where where there was this woman of 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 that uh, Balaso. So Mr. David says, "Lefi shematsuya Yosef mi benashim los But it was more common among women. That was the Mishnah in Pirkei yesterday's parak. Marbe Noshim Marbe Kishuf, right? That's what it says. Because this was more common among women. No insult to the women present. But uh, but but the Mishnah does say that that right. Well, we we know we know because uh, we we live in the Harry Potter generation about warlocks. So there certainly were warlock, warlocks. But but the truth is, uh, all our images of witches are always women, right? All the cartoons and uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Who's the witch? It's not a man, right? You know, the, it was a woman. So anyway, so 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 this is that's who we went. Now. And Radak says she was the wife of Spania, the mother of Abner. Ab- Abner's mother, Abner ben Ner's mother, was a uh, was a Balasol. Right. We could say a witch. So, and and, that, and that's that, that's where they went. Now, just to read you the note in art school, it is inconceivable. That Shell would ignore the Torah's clear prohibition against uh, Oven Yidoni, especially after he himself had banned the practice, unless he felt that the halacha permitted him to do so. A king is permitted to act in extra legal manners to, to deal with exceptional circumstances. In this case, Shell was at war with the Plishtim, and countless Jewish lives depended on his conduct of the battle. The Urim Vituma had not responded, prophets had had no vision. And God had not communicated via a dream. In desperation, Shaul turned to Balas O as a last resort. So he quotes this, and he quotes this from the Chubas of the Radbaz. That's, that's a very interesting source. Nevertheless, Shaul's resort to occult is the only reason explicitly listed to account for Shaul's loss of the throne, even though Shmoa long since told Shaul that he was no longer fit to be king. This indicates that the underlying flaw in Shaul's character is indicated in the erosion of the inner nobility from which the outer trappings of royalty 
must be based. Maral explains why the Torah forbids the raising up of a soul, but does not forbid inquiries to angels. When a person dies, his attachment to this world is severed and it's forbidden for, for uh, a witch to bring him back to this world. Thus overriding what God had done. But angels are frequently sent to earth on divine missions, so the contact with them is not unnatural. But whether or not uh, uh, this has any validity, so well, that's, that's the whole story. That's all other story. Anyway, uh, it's a hard answer. It, it's a hard answer that it was Hora Shah. That, that, that Hora Shah means that dire circumstances. As I said before, desperate times called for desperate It's hard for me to accept that. I, 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 think, uh, I think what the, what the note was getting at uh, was that, that it was, there was a flaw in Shaul's character. That he had gone, that he had really, that despite who he was, he had sunk to a new level. But, I, but, I, but my gut tells me that he knew the end was coming. And that's why he went to this level. If he didn't think the end was coming, then maybe he went to gone this way. But I think he knew, I think he had a sense that the end was coming. And that's why he went to, that's why he went to the level uh, that, that, that he went to. I think that's a very, very important idea here. So anyway, so it says, Vayischapes, Shaul, right? He said he disguised himself. right? He didn't wear royal clothes. Vayelachu, so he went, Ushneyan Ashabimam in Pasukhat. So they came to the woman at night. Right. He said, he said to me, uh, they said, uh, you know, raise up uh, who, you know, who we tell you. So the woman said, the woman had a sense of, of, of priority. She says, you know, one second, you want me to do what? Yeah, did, did you ever hear of this guy called Shaw? Yeah, he's like, he's like the king. And, and, and he went on this campaign to get rid of people like me. And now you're coming to me and asking me to, to act like you're, you know, to... To, to do to do the thing that, that the king is has got his guards all over the place and looking to rid of, uh uh-uh, uh, don't bother me. Why are you trying to get me killed? So it's a great answer. He says, uh, she, she, you know, she said, uh, this is crazy. Uh, now, so so Radak points out. It says he changed it. Right, he didn't want the woman to know who, who he was. Google his picture. So, you know, so if he came disguised, you know, she wouldn't figure it out. Uh, so it says, right? So the, the Medrash brings down, those were the two people that went with him. Right, he also went at night so he wouldn't be recognized. So he got Baba Lila. With the Rash, Yomaya, El Mitob Sarasama, Yadomalam Lila. Right. So the Radak was Medrash and says it was really daytime, but because of their troubles, it was it was dark, it was dark, darkness had descended uh, upon him. Okay, that's fine. Um now, and then she says, you know, Miss Nakesh Banashi, but Atsmi, Lamisani, Mishadela says Mokesh, 
Benashi, what am I saying? You're looking to trap me. Leave me alone. Ba'ishavala Shaul. So Shaul swore to her. Ba'ashem Limor. Chai Hashem im yikrech avon b'davarazim. So, so Shaul swore to her and said, as Hashem lives, nothing will happen to you. Don't worry about it. You take care of this. And, you know, Chai Hashem areni nishpa. Chai Hashem im yikrech onish b'davarazim. You will not be punished if you do, you know, what I what I ask you to do. So that's the that that that's what he told. Okay. So Batomara Isha. So so she asked him, as me, Alela. Like who who do you want to talk to? <laughs> really, really, really amazing story. Vayomer Eshmol Halili. I want to talk to Shmuel. Okay. I I I wanna I want to talk to Shmuel. Vatera Isha Eshmuel. And the woman then saw Shmuel. And she screamed. Right? So Matsudat David says, The one who brings her up sees but doesn't hear. And the one who uh, uh, and the one that's asking hears him but doesn't see. Okay. Not sure why that's important. <laughs> that's what that's what he says. Uh, and it says that that you know. It says, and she screamed in a loud voice. And the woman said to Shaul, after, uh, I guess what happened was, um, so the scream seems to have been because she realized that it was, it was um, Shaul. Right? Rashi says that Shara'asu Ola shaloki derecha Olin. Shama alev bezochoro. Olim ragleim lamala. Beze ola rosho lamala. Bishvil kvodo shosho. Right. So Rashi describes a, quoting uh, from Medrash Tanhuma, that, that the, the way they came up normally was legs first. But because, because Shaul was calling, was calling him, and he was the king, so Shmuel came, rose up head first. So when she saw, it was head first, so she realized it was Shaul, and that's why she screamed. She said, you know, why did she scream when she why did the vision make her realize that her client was Shaul? The sages teach that normally spirit brought brought up um, could have no effect on this, uh, um, or would rise feet first, but in the case of Shmuel's head appeared, first surprising and frightening the woman. She knew that his head, his head first vision happened only when a king requested a vision, so the unanimous man who would engage her servant must be Shaul. Right, so she realized she realized, um, um, right? Uh, she realized that 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 this was Shmuel. Of them said that Shaul had asked her to call up Shmuel. But Tomar Yisrael Shaul Leimar Lamne Rimisani Ratah Shaul. So she says, uh, um, "Why did you fool me? Like, why, 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 why did, why did you, uh, why did you do this to me? You're Shaul." Right, Mishudat David says, So Mishudat David says the same thing because he came up head first, and that that made her realize. So she said, you know what, what, why, you know, why did you do this to me? You know what, why, what, like what, what, what was the goal here? 
So, so Shaul said to her, don't worry. Kimarait, what did you see? But Elohim He said, I saw a great man ascending from the earth. Rashi says Elohim means uh, Radaf says Gadol. I saw a great uh um man. Rashi says, Malachim Shnayim. I saw two angels, Moshe or Shmuel. Shenisyare Shmuel, Shemanim Nisrakesh Badin. Behela Moshe Imo. Because um, you know, and uh I was afraid of Shmuel. Maybe I'll be I'll be um uh, you know taken to justice. And Moshe came up with him. So this was a very serious uh, event. Right. So it says, not Radak says, Nafsho shall Moshe Hela Imo, the Vakesh Rachum in Al Yisrael, the Ficha Amar Olin, the Kaddish Barhu Amar, Im Yamo, Moshe Ushmua, the Fanai, Ain Nafshi Ella Amazem. Right. So Shmua, Moshe came to protect the Jewish people. So it was, there's a really a complex story that, that he, she calls up Shmuel Saul and Moshe comes because if Moshe is there, then the Jewish people have to end up okay. So, so she tells Shaul, I saw a great man coming, you know, I saw great people rising up. Mataro. And, and so, so, he said to her, you know, what does he look like? Taro. The word Taro means description. You know, what, what is his description? Latomer. And she said, Ish zaken otel She said, she said that um, it was a, a elderly man ascending and he's garbed in a cloak. So Shaul realized that, you know, it's Shmuel. And he bowed down. How did he know it was Shmuel? Because that's how he normally walked around, with uh, 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 garbed in a cloak. Uh, he's wearing his uh, his, his Rebbe Shebekesha. So when, when he saw the Rebbe Shebekesha, so so he realized that it was Shmuel. So, and it says, Right, the, uh, the Mr. David said it was a chash of a garment. It was a Something that was very, you know, inspiring, you know, uh, to look at. So Bayama Shmuel El Shaul, So Shmuel said to to Shaul, well, "Why, why are you bothering me?" Bayama Shaul, Sarli Maot Oklishtim Nilchamimbi. He says, he says, uh, I I am in great distress, and the Plishtim are at war against me. Melokim Sarme Alai. Hashem has turned away from me, and He will not answer me. He said, he said, he said, I'm in a uh, I'm in a difficult situation. He said, the Plishtim have amassed unbelievable amount of troops, right? On the borders. Uh, they're ready to attack. Uh, there's great distress. I'm trying to figure out. What I'm supposed to do? No answers. So I felt the only place to go was, was to you. 
Hashem saw me'alecha vayhi'arecha. So, so Shmuel said, then, why do you ask me? Hashem has turned away from you and has sided with your adversary. Don't you realize that? If Hashem has turned away from you, David? Right, Masudat David says he's uh, Hashem is now with David. Like, like your your time is over. Uh, you, you should you, you didn't need me. You didn't need to call me up to to recognize that idea. I'm just gonna uh, if everyone doesn't mind because uh, I want to finish. I don't want to end because we're not gonna have a share for a while. So I just want to just want to finish the parak. You know, we'll we'll talk about some more of the things next time. But I just want to at least end at the end of the parak. So just give me a few more extra moments. So it says that, uh, uh, and Hashem has done for him as he spoke through me. Hashem has tore away the kingdom from you. So, so, so Shmuel says that's the story. Right? Wait, goes back to the story of Amalek. You didn't, you didn't listen to what Hashem told you when it came to Amalek. Um, and here we are today. Now is time for retribution. And, you know, the Plishtim are going to win this one. And he says, tomorrow, you, you, you're going to be with me. As Masudat David says, Right, so that's an interesting idea. That it's uh, me in my Mechitza, um, meaning, meaning in Gan Eden, uh, meaning that shows shows. The death of Shaul will be his kapara. We'll talk about that next time. Um, so Shaul quickly fell his full height to the ground. Uh, and he was exceedingly scared. He had no strength. He was fasting. So the woman saw how frightened he was. He said, I, I, you know, she said, I put my life in my hand and I listened to your words that you spoke to me. Now you two listen to the voice of the maidservant. I will, I will place before you a piece of bread. He said, "Let brother, you know, if you're here already, ha, ha, you know, eat something." I will not eat. He refused. His servants and also the woman urged him strongly. Um, and he listened to their voice. So he, he says he did show. He listened to them. He rose from the ground and, and he sat on the bed. The woman had a fattened calf in the house, and she had a steak. She hurried and slaughtered it. So yeah, they had, they had a steak on a waffle, right? It says matzah, but okay, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, um, I, I don't want to sound corny, but it was like the Last Supper. Uh, basically, this was his real last meal before the bat the battle of uh, of of Har of Har Gilboa, 
uh, which which is in the next pair. Okay, th- there's a lot of things to talk about here uh, that I'm not talking about, but I see my time has greatly run over. So so when uh, next time when we have, when we get to the last, I think the last couple of parak, and we'll you know I'll I'll point out some of the things that I didn't mention tonight. Um, I just wanted to mention that the idea of of the shofar uh, is is we, you know it's something we've discussed many times. The idea that the shofar awakens awakens up a person. The medrash the medrash uh, rabba on vayikra says says that the shofar has an additional power. On the one hand, it has a power of of awakening us to do tshuva, and that's why we blow shofar during Kodesh Elo, and we want because we want to wake our neshamas up, and we want to bring ourselves to do tshuva. But the medrash rabba point and and vayikra point in parashas emor points out that the shofar has an additional power. That on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Yom Adin, which is the day of judgment, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in the courtroom, like like we see here, the, the judgment of Shaul. Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu is in the courtroom, and, and uh, he's sitting in, in the judge's seat, and the and the jury is is out and is waiting, and and the prosecutor is there, and all of that. But when but when when Am Yisrael blows the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, so the the shofar has a magical power, because um, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah. That the shofar is the carrier pigeon of our tefillos. So when a kodesh baruch who hears that shofar and he knows that we're reciting malchios, sechroinos, and shofaros, it, it kodesh baruch gets off the chair of judgment. Amad mikisei adin v'yashav al kisei rakam, and he, and he sits on the on the chair of, of mercy and compassion. And, and instead of a kodesh baruch judging us probably in a way that we probably all deserve, a kodesh baruch judges us from from utmost compassion and and, and rachamim. And that's why that, that's why Chazal tell us that when we come to shul on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we don't wear black. We don't wear our veilous clothes. We wear our nicest clothes because we know that Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, you know, that, that we're going to do the right thing and that Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to sit on that kisei of rachamim and, and, and he's going to judge us properly. Um, we've been doing this for two years and I, I, I am so flattered and uh, humbled by the fact that everybody has been here almost every Sunday night. Um, I, I, it saddens me, but but I, nothing I can do with that. It's gone for the next few weeks. Um, uh, that um, that we we can't we will not meet till October twenty third again on the local network. Next week I'll give a share on on Inyane Rosh Hashanah. Moshe, if you want to let people know about that, everyone is of course invited uh, onto that. But uh, but this year has, has meant a lot to me, um, and I, I as much as I think if you keep coming back, I'm assuming you you have enjoyed it. I, I enjoy giving it. And thank you again. It, it inspires my Sunday nights and gives me a focus all Sunday because I'm thinking about it all day. Okay, what are we saying? What are we? What are we? What are we talking about? I want to wish everyone a good uh, It should be. Uh, it should be. We should see Yeshuos, Rufuos, and the Chamos. We should see Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Should indeed from the Kisei Racham and answer all our tefillos and protect the Jewish people and protect ourselves, protect our families. And, and those that need refuah, those that need shaduchim should find their shaduchim, uh, those that, that need the parnosa should find parnosa, and, and it should be a shanas oitzer. And we say in the machzer that when the Kohen Gadol came out of Yom HaKippur, from the Kodesh to Kodesh Shem, we make a su'uda, you know, after Yom Kippur, because there was this sense of closeness to Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Mr. Shem, we should be zocha. So all, all, all of that, and, and it should be, we should, when, when I'm sitting 
next year on Sunday night before Rosh Hashanah, we can look back and say that it was a tremendous, tremendous year of growth uh, in so many different areas. Everyone should have great, good health and mazel and gazun and Yeshua's refuos and chamos. Tzila chasim atoiva. I will, I will, we'll be back on on October 23rd at 8 p.m. And uh, of course, uh, in the shul, we're, we're ongoing every, every day. Take care, everybody. And thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Rabbi. Good night. Take care. Good night. Take care. You too. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.